This is Damien Maffei from The Strangers Pray at Night and Haunt, and you're listening to the Horror Squad Podcast. Squad podcast episode number 227. Tonight we're talking about The Sadness, a Taiwanese film currently streaming on Shutter. I'm one of your co hosts, Todd. We have Stephen Joseph's back. He's all uh, refreshed. He's uh, been sleeping in. He's been tuckered in. He's been tucked in up to his little chinny chin chin. He's good. Look at him freshen his hair. He's, he's good. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. I missed it. I missed being here, guys. And, uh, you know, thanks for holding down the fort while I was gone. I enjoyed Steve's new uh, trivia game, by the way, too. I, I gave that one a listen. I haven't listened to the newest, newest episode, the Fog one, but I did listen to uh, the uh, what was it, Maniac? Or no, not Maniac, uh, Madman. Madman. We'll see how yeah. well you do with that because I'm terrible at at this yeah. new game. Yeah, I got I got one tonight, so. Hey, boy. It seemed hard. Yep. <laughs> so how, Steve Joe, killed it though. Uh, I you know we're all dying to know because it's been like forever since we talked to you. It has. How, how was it at uh, Texas Frightmare Weekend? Well, well, I gotta say, um, Texas Frightmare was an absolute blast of a time. Probably one of my favorite cons I've ever attended. Um, they just know how to do it right down there in Texas. Um, definitely one of the best horror cons in the country. Um, you know, the Arrow uh, Arrow uh, Video is like their official sponsor, so like they have a table set up there. So. I know Todd and Steve would, would love that table, but, uh, man, I, I just had, so this was the first time that I really focused on autographs when I was going to a con. Cause I needed to get, um, like the whole Texas Frightmare cast. Cause like I got the pr- a print signed by Gunnar Hansen and Marilyn Burns. So like my focus was to get all of those autographs done, but then, um, you know, I, I wanted to get Robert England knocked out cause I knew, you know, he's getting up there in age, and I knew there wouldn't be many more opportunities to meet him. So I wanted to get my Freddy glove signed because I don't have a glove signed. So I was like, I'm going to regret it if I don't get a uh, Freddy Krueger glove signed. So I ended up getting um, the pre- premium pass, um, which allowed two line skips and it, la- it allowed you to get into the event a half hour early, um, which without that, honestly, I don't think I would have gotten Robert England or Nev Campbell. Um, I mean, this con was stacked too. So they had, you know, Robert England, they had the Screamcast, uh, Nev Campbell, Matthew Lillard, Jamie Kennedy, uh, Skeet Ulrich. And then they had uh, Brad Dorff there and Fiona Dorff, Carl Weathers. I mean, so it was, it was just a completely stacked lineup, which caused for probably one of the busiest con experiences I've ever uh, experienced as well. The, so they also allowed due to COVID, of course, um, anyone that over the past two years that had passes, they allowed them into the con as well, which holy shit, like it was the craziest um, convention as far as line uh, cap. I've never seen so many line caps uh, in my life. I mean, by Saturday, um probably by before the con even had started there was already lines capped um for the day i mean for like nev campbell for matthew lillard for robert england uh i think it was the three those three big names um but i it, it was insane but anyway let so friday i said let me go bang out robert england right away i got down there i used my half hour early entry feet line the line for general admission was already was he was he gentle with insane. you insane 
Oh, England was awesome. Um, you, banged, you banged him out real quick. <laughs> yeah, <that>? yeah. <laughs> he was. He was very. He was very gen. He was very gentle, but he does. You know, maybe dull, dull the knives a little bit on the on the razor glove. Um, but so I got his line, uh, and I knew I was gonna be waiting a while because he had photo ops like an hour after he had to sign and stuff. So I ended up waiting about three and a half hours after it was all said and done um, for him. So I got out of his line. That's with the line skip, three and a half hours? With, with the lines, yeah, Oof, with like geez. with VIP. So from what I had heard, only about maybe six general admissions got in to meet him that night. Um, so it was only VIPs like pretty much got to meet him uh, that night. Uh, so yeah, insane. Uh, and then I was like, I got out of line early enough where I want to say it was the con started around five so i think i got out of his line by 8 8 30 the con went till i think 11 that night so i was able to um go and uh bang out all of the texas Ch uh chainsaw massacre people because they didn't have big lines really um the biggest line for them was probably uh pam Terry McMinn, I believe is her name. She had the biggest line out of everyone and it really wasn't that bit long. Maybe I waited 10 minutes for her. Everyone else, I pretty much walked right up uh, to them and got them done. And then I was like, let me go see what is going on at Nev's line. She had no VIP line. So I was able to uh, get right in on her VIP. Um, so I was able to get her done. No problem, which if I had people, tried it on people stare at you and give you the side. Oh eye yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Like I got in her, they, so what they do <laughs> is they like open up the rope and they're like, okay, you go right here. And they like hold the person behind me. So like I go like with like, so there's, I only have to wait like seven or eight people ahead of me. Um, so the girl behind me is like, I hate you so much right now. I was like, have you been waiting a long time? She's like, yeah, I've been waiting uh, four hours. I was like, oh man. And I literally waited 10 minutes. So that's why, like, man, if you can get a pre, like the VIP passes, they're so worth it. It was, it was double the price, but I mean, so instead of $75 for the full weekend, I paid 150. I mean, it was a hundred percent worth it. Cause I never would have been able to get Robert England, uh, and Nev Campbell, um, you know, I would never have been able to get the both of them together. And if I did, I would have waited my entire existence in line for that entire weekend, just waiting on them. Um, so yeah, I mean, Friday was like a massive success. I got like every, all of the big names done. And had I waited, I don't know if I would have been able to get both Robert England and Nev Campbell on Saturday, even with the line skips, because it was just nut to butt on Saturday, like it, just insanity. But I knew I could get everyone I needed to get on Saturday due to um, uh, knowing they wouldn't have long lines. So I was able to get in um, half hour early on Saturday. I banged out Jamie Kennedy because um, it's nice. They let you in the half hour early of the room and then you can get, you skip ahead everyone who's like out in uh, the, fo uh, the foyer waiting to get in, like that already have their line set up. You can like jump ahead of all of them and Kennedy was already there early signing. So I was able to get him done. And then I got, um, the Dawn of the dead cast there, uh, Scott Reniger and, uh, what's her name? Galen Ross. But every time you say, every time you say you banged out a dude, uh, figure of speech, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not actually like banging these people, uh, at the con. Uh, but yeah, so I was able to get, uh, Galen Ross and uh, Reniger for Steve. Uh, Thank you. So I'll, yeah, of course. Uh, and neither of them had long lines at all. Galen had a much longer line um, than Scott. But you know, when I say much longer, 
he, he, I mean, Scott, I just walked right up to, he didn't have a person in his line. And then uh, Galen Ross maybe had like 10 or 12 people um, in her line. I mean, but not bad at all. And then, yeah. And then the rest of Saturday I spent uh, photo ops. I got, uh, I ended up, I ended up splurging. Cause like when I was waiting in the Robert England line, I made friends obviously with the people in front of me and behind me. Cause like literally that's all you can do is just talk to people um, when you're waiting three and a half hours. But, uh, oh yeah, by the way, like when I did meet England, finally at that time, he was amazing. Um, he signed my, my, uh, glove, not without even asking in one of the coolest ways. Um, he signed, uh, you know, this is God, which is of course like probably the most famous glove, like a glove quote, you know, when he holds the glove up. Um, but then he signed, um, his name in red and green paint marker. So like it really pops, you know, and it's like the Freddie sweater. So it's, it's really, really cool. But, um, I, uh, I showed him my tattoo, which he thought was really, really cool. Um, and then I also had a bust that I had, um, someone, uh, who's down in Texas, Joe, uh, Joe Denton. Uh, he's a friend of mine. He gave me a bust to have signed and he was like really blown away by that bust. I have it over on my Instagram. If anyone wants to see it, I might've posted it in the discord too, but, uh, he was like really blown away by that. So we had a good discussion about that. And then I went along my merry way. Um, and yeah, Saturday photo. So I ended up splurging and doing the dream warriors full cast photo op, which was, I don't regret it at all. It was expensive as hell. It was like $400, but it, it was worth it to me. Like it was, it was so cool. And the picture came out amazing. So totally worth it. And then I did the screencast photo op where I dressed up like Casey Becker, which they got a kick out of, uh, especially, uh, Skeet and Matthew. They were, they were laughing their asses off when I walked in. Um, so that was really cool. And it, the picture came out great. And then I find, I did uh, a photo op with Carl Weathers, which was really cool. I did the Dylan, you son of a bitch uh, pose with him, which I, I did actually like walk in. I said, Dylan, you son of a bitch and just stuck my hand out. And then he, and he, uh, and he, he, we joined hands. It was, it was definitely a bucket list moment for sure. And then uh, to cap it off, I did the complete Texas Chainsaw Massacre cast photo op in front of the guy who plays, uh, I want to say, jerry uh, maybe he bought like a van and he's like renovating it to make it look exactly like how it looked in the movie so he brought it down there so i got a picture with the whole cast in front of the van um what was really special about this reunion is there was two super rare appearances kim uh kim heichel who uh is actually the co-writer with uh toby hooper it was his first, and from what I heard, his it will be his only appearance at a con. He actually, um, so before the con happened, there was a strict thing saying he will not take photos, um, and he ended up taking photos with everybody, and he joined the photo op, which wasn't supposed to happen, so that was really cool. He seemed to really embrace the fans and whatnot once he actually got there. And then the other one was Wayne Bell, who um, did the, he was the composer, he did all of the, the music for the movie um and he had the longest line out of everyone he was one day only and uh i waited almost an hour to meet him out of anyone uh, so that i mean that he was like the longest like non-line skip person i actually waited for but i had to get it like and i was starting to panic because my carl weathers photo op was like within like five minutes and like i was like near the front line but i wasn't sure if i was gonna have to leave and if i didn't get him then i would have never got him but it was a jam-packed con the busiest con for me, as far as like doing autographs, photo ops and everything that I didn't even really get to look at vendors and I didn't get to do anything else really, but I was able to squeeze in the monster squad panel, which was really cool. Um, they had the, pretty much the full, almost the full cast. As far as monster wise, they had, um, Dracula, Wolfman, mummy. And do they have an, that might've been it. The Dracula, Wolfman, mummy. 
And then they also had Sean and Rudy. And then they had the dad and his uh, sidekick, the cop sidekick there. So they all did a, a great panel. Uh, it was really great, really. Uh, you know, they, at one point, they uh, Sean shit on the Goonies, uh, Andre Gower, because they were like, how do you feel that you guys get compared to the Goonies and like you're like a Goonies rip? People call you like a Goonies ripoff. And he's like, listen, he's like, the Goonies are cool, I guess, for like for taking down building contractors. He's like, we fucking fought monsters. He's like, what's cooler? <laughs> so that was a pretty, I thought that was a pretty funny line. Although I would prefer, I would take the Goonies probably over Moss Squad movie wise, but uh, that was really cool. I wasn't, but that was it. I mean, it was, it was a great time. Great con, Did got a lot of autographs, got a lot of awesome photos and I'll be back next year. Cause like I said, I, I think it is probably the premier horror convention in the country. Yeah, they just do it special there. It sounds like uh, quite a weekend. It's a lot for a weekend. Like, my God. Yes, it was. It was a lot. And I forgot when I met Jamie Kennedy, I was like, when I met him, I was like, listen, I'm, I was like, I know you probably get this all the time, but I was like, you are easily the saddest horror death in horror movie history. Maybe I was like, he's like, really? You think so? I was like, yeah. I was like, man, I was like, it like emotionally affected me when you died. He's like, he's like, you know, he's like, I think it's because like I was the voice of reason. And, and I was like, I was like, yeah. I was like, but you also like, you were like us, like you were a horror fan and like, we just were able to connect you and stuff. He's like, thanks. I really appreciate that. And then he did, he, his photos were really like personal. Cause he took like selfies. He like took your phone and took like a selfie with you. So that was really cool. Um, but man, the scream get man, all four of them, their lines were fucking massive all weekend. And then England tip for everyone. Apparently he is limiting his signing now. So if you are going to meet him, be prepared to wait, but also be prepared maybe not to meet him. Because on Sunday, he capped it at 50 people. Apparently, his arthritis is getting really bad. And um, the longer he signs, it's it acts up a lot. So if you're going to meet him, meet him the very first day at a con, you can. And he takes breaks now and stuff like that. So if you haven't gotten him yet, spring for the VIP. If you can't, get in line. There were people lining up for him like at midnight the night before. Like, I mean, uh, and there were a couple of people waiting for Nev too. Like I went down there cause it was like a after night party and people were in line for the next day. So yeah, just a tip. They just let them hang out in the hotel lobby and venue and stuff waiting. Um, yeah. So, so the, yeah, so they had like, everyone knew where they were signing. So they had like rope, like roped off areas for the lines for the next day. And people were just already getting in lines. Oh, I like, mean, usually they don't let you even in the day. venue until... 10 so it's weird so it's weird because it's at a hotel so the downstairs like the main like where all the vendors are they lock those doors but people like stay like lined up uh, outside the door is it the yeah. same one from 2016 when i went to that one the same hotel? yes okay. yeah cool that's it well, how about you guys trip. how was your friday oh it's an awesome trip yeah and like i said i'll be back next year in may if anyone mm. wants to come i think i think we're all planning on maybe going next yes, year for sure yeah. so yeah. yeah you guys are staying in my house yeah. and we're going to tc filming yeah. locations yeah, I didn't, unfortunately, didn't get to meet any listeners or anything, but I did. I was handing out stickers and flyers, and yeah. So, yeah, we got it. We got Asa down here. We'll hang out next year. Yeah. Awesome. Anyone else yeah. here will hang out. It'll be dope. Yeah. And then uh, I'll talk, I, I want to know how you guys did, how your Friday the 13th was, because I did a Friday the 13th event, but I've been talking for fucking an hour, so. Well, we might as well just go. keep going. We can't compete with anything <laughs> you've done this past three weeks, so. I, I watched, uh, I don't have, I don't have my Friday thir- uh, 13th movies, but luckily Xbox put them on sale for $13 for eight of them, so I, I grabbed them, and I watched part five, because it's underrated and underappreciated, and Roy's still a bitch, and he's not Jason, but it's still a really good movie, so that's what I did on Friday the 13th. 
I didn't do anything. Uh, my sister Come came on. to visit for the weekend with her like two with my two small nieces. Did they play with the kitties. Uh, yeah, yeah, playing with the nice. kitties. We just you know all sorts of stuff. But no, unfortunately, I couldn't watch horror films and stuff like that. So. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did. Uh, I've done this before. I probably may have talked about it on the podcast a couple. It's been a couple years since I went to it, but they do a, uh, a screening. They did a double feature this time of parts two and three uh, out in the woods at a local uh, campground. And it's really cool. They put up like one of those big inflatable screens and uh, there's like a little cabin where there's like a bathroom and they serve food and beer out of. And then it's like right next to a lake that like is almost like a Camp Crystal Lake-esque. So it was really cool. I hadn't seen part two in forever. Part three is one of my favorites though. Um, but I'll save it for what watched. I'll let you guys know my thoughts on both movies for what watched. Sweet. All right. You want to get into uh, the news, uh, Joe? Sure. Oh, and I also went to Heart 8, Todd. I know you're a big fan of uh, that Heart 8 barbecue in Texas. I'm a big fan until Asa took me to a new spot, which is yeah. fucking amazing. It's so Yeah. Cool. Yeah what's the name of the place i forget it's something stupid like it's like three numbers or something like you wouldn't think it's a, a barbecue spot but i mean heart eight is excellent too but this one was just like oh shit yeah like when we went uh we were going to Hari and the guy was like yeah it's good he's like but it's a tourist place i was like yeah but it's still fucking good man like it's still, yeah <laughs> it's know? still fucking good yeah i'm sure all the the texans uh listeners are fucking rolling their eyes for being like heart eight get out of yeah. here but you know what if you got a suggestion, send it to me for next year and we'll all go and check it out. All righty, so let's get into it. We got some horror news. It's been a few weeks, so some big stories have broke since the last time we did horror news. Um, maybe one of the biggest ones is the announce of the announcement of Hayden Penetier is coming back um, for Scream 6, Scream Screams. Whatever, whatever it's going to be called, we don't really know yet since Scream 5 was called Scream. But yeah, so uh, she is going to be coming back. She is going to be reprising her role uh, of Kirby Reed. The fans obviously were kind of clamoring for it. I think this one is definitely a, a fan service. Once again, they're really paying on that fan service off. I mean, I don't know. I mean, is it a smart move? Do you, do you guys like this idea? Or? I don't know. The last one sucked, and I don't really have that much faith <laughs> in this one. It's cool to yeah. see her back, but not the way the last one went. I can assume it's going to be another stupid, like, Randy's sister or Dewey's sheriff love interest from part four and blah, blah, blah. So, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, that's exactly the way I feel. I, I was kind of hoping that they kind of got over, you know, the just bring people back for the sake of bringing them back and start focusing on the new characters. But no, it seems they're just going to take all the characters they haven't used yet. And start putting him into these films. So of course I'll go see it. Of but course. I'm definitely going in with lower expectations. Yeah. How, how are they gonna shoehorn Randy into this one now? <laughs> That's like the true question. Yeah. It's ghost. Well, hey, they have a ghost yeah. of yeah. Sure. Damn right. <laughs> the, the ghost of Randy. Yeah. Um <laughs> well to continue on the scream, uh, they also announced we got some returning cast members from the previous scream as they've announced Jenna Ortega, Melissa Barrera, um, Jasmine Savoy Brown and Mason Gooding are all going to be returning. Um, obviously, of course, the sick, the, the survivors from last um, time. Of course, Sam, who is our, I guess, our new Sydney, or the one they're pushing as our new Sydney. Jasmine Savoy, Jasmine Savoy Brown, who played Mindy, who is basically our male Randy, our female Randy. Jenna or uh, Mason Gooding, who is Chad, um, the twin brother of Mindy. And then Jenna Ortega, of course, who was Sam's sister. 
Tara. I hope that they go the route of maybe riding the ship and realizing Jenna Ortega is the better actress and the better uh, character and killing off Sam in this next one and making Jenna the new, our new Sydney or final girl. I think that's the best route to go. I have a prediction for these movies. I bet you they kill Courtney Cox in part six and then kill Nev Campbell in part seven. They're essentially going to pull a Star Wars and kill the three major characters from the other movies, like subsequently in each film. And, uh, you know, Sydney will be the final, the final battle, which I have a feeling will be against two just because of the way this series is going. Yeah, pay that fan service off. The fans have been, my God, it's going to happen, right? Because like the the fans just keep asking about it and Radio Silence seems to be playing like off of the this fan service, obviously bringing Hayden back and um, yeah. And they kind of already teased it in a way, I feel like, because like they threw that Easter egg in the last movie about uh, her being alive. And then they put um, Matthew Lillard in as an easter egg in that ghost face you know in that uh flamethrower ghost face costume so i think it's just a matter of time but all right uh next bit of news here is rob zombies monsters have you heard enough of it yet folks well yep. you know it's three hours <laughs> long right no um the most interesting thing that has come out is the monsters might not be coming to theaters folks it might be heading straight to netflix um so yeah the, uh, this has been this was reported on um recently that so apparently there's a bit there's a bidding war from what i'm hearing it's uh between peacock and netflix and one of them is gonna get it but it seems like netflix is gonna have uh the better deal or the money they're gonna throw at it so we'll see but it seems like this is coming it's gonna be coming straight to uh streaming so we shall see did you hear i didn't i did not hear this is there rumors that it's gonna be over three hours long yeah, they said the time in the, the previous news is like something like two fifty okay. or something. Oh, that's crazy. too long. That's good. That's on streaming. Long. Then so I don't have to sit in the theater for three hours. Right. A couple of uh, TV show updates. Black Mirror is going to be coming back finally for for those of you that are fans of that uh, on Netflix. And also, What We Do in the Shadows season four will be premiering July twelfth. So for uh, fans of both of those shows, they will both be coming out very soon for you. Alrighty. Uh, oh, here's one. I brought. I put this one for Steve because I know he was very sad about it. Those of you who have frequented uh, Universal Studios in Orlando might have visited the famed Monsters Cafe, um, which I remember going to when I was younger. I hadn't been in quite a long time, so Steve can probably give a little bit more info on what exactly it was. But yeah, why don't you? Why don't you tell him, Steve? Yeah. So Monsters Cafe is a restaurant that is like close to the entrance of Universal Studios in Orlando. And uh, yeah, it was awesome. Like if you go inside there, it's a fast food restaurant and the food's not that great. But the decorations, like each section was different parts of the Universal Monsters. And it was really, really fucking well done in there. Uh, Very, very cool restaurant. Uh, Right outside, there's picture opportunities. Then there's a little like kind of uh, booth thing at the front and they have three of the Universal Monsters like statues spinning on top of it. Really, really cool place to go. It was like the place to go for a horror fan because there isn't a lot of horror representation if you don't go to Highland Horror Nights. And yeah, they announced that they're uh, closing it permanently. Uh, They haven't said what the replacement is or what the plan. I think they're simply moving it to Epic Universe because there's the rumored 
Universal Monsters land that's going there. So it would make more sense to have something like that over there. It's just, why would they announce this on Friday the 13th? Like, why would you take the one Friday the 13th in 2022 to announce bad news to horror fans? It really doesn't fucking make sense at all. So shame on you, Universal, for doing that. And they could at least let it open until uh, Halloween Horror Nights this year. You know, close it November 1st. No, I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking, to be honest. Yeah, that's a that's a bummer. And hopefully, of course, we we get it back in that new universal land that's going to be coming. Um, yeah, we'll see. Alrighty, uh, next bit of news here. I'm sure maybe you guys talked about this, but it I, it hasn't been talked about uh, since the last time I did news. And this one's for Steve once again, because I know he's got probably a huge boner as they have announced the Nun Two. Um, I I was a little surprised because I. The, the original one was not received well by fans, and I do not think we would see a sequel, but we are going to be getting a sequel. Uh, Bonnie Aarons, of course, will be coming back to reprise her role, uh, the title role of The Nun. Um, and we now have a director, as they have announced, uh, Michael Chavez, who, of course, famously directed The Curse of La Llorona, um, will be coming on to direct this new Nun movie, part of the Conjuring universe. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Necessary? It did come out of nowhere, but uh, looking into it when it got announced, I, I believe I read The Nun is the most successful of the Conjuring movies, like in wow. terms of money made, uh, probably because people like the character from Conjuring 2. Now, personally, it was okay, but I didn't love the movie. I do hope that this second shot is going to revitalize the character and they figured out like what worked and what didn't. But the director did Curse of La Llorona, not exactly my favorite of the Conjuring movies, so I don't know. I'm going with uh, tempered expectations, I guess. Yeah, I thought The Nun was full of style, but nothing else, really. It looked great. Sound was great. Setting was great, but the story was pretty stupid. Like, So hopefully they read yeah. the show. Yeah, we'll see. Well, here, so um, some plot details have been uh, leaked recently. So here you go. Here's a little plot synopsis for The Nun 2. 1956 France, a priest is murdered and evil is spreading. The sequel to the worldwide smash hit The Nun follows Sister Irene as she once again comes face to face with the demonic force Valak, the demon nun. So it, uh, does that mean that, um, what's her face is coming back too? Taisa? Yep. Yeah, was, she the, was she Irene in the first one? I yeah. imagine. I, I, believe, be- so, I yeah. believe so, right? Uh, or is that the older nun? I can't remember either, but I think that was her. Steve can have his French-Canadian character back, hopefully. (laughs) Fuck no. God, what a... (laughs) French-Canadian. It made made no sense to have him in that movie. (laughs) Like, it's just... Oh, my God. Not not good at all. I hated that character. Uh, Yeah, uh, Tessa Fermiga is uh, Sister Irene. Okay, cool. Well, hopefully she comes back, but I could see them recasting that, too, if she doesn't agree to come back. I hope not. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. A couple more bits of news here is, of course... An update on the Toxic Avenger. Of course, the uh, a lot of uh, very excited for this one, as of course, uh, Megan Blair has come on to direct this one. Uh, you guys might know him most famously for directing Green Room, a fantastic movie. So this one is not going to be exactly Troma, as Troma kind of sold off the rights to this one. So this one's going to be really interesting. But don't fear, ladies and gentlemen, as it has officially been announced that this Toxic Avenger is going to be rated R for strong violence and gore, language throughout, sexual references, and brief graphic 
nudity. So uh, starring in this movie, a great cast, by the way, Elijah Wood, Julia Davis, Kevin Bacon, Peter Dinklage, and Kevin and Jacob Tremblay will be starring in this movie, uh, a cast I never would have thought uh, for a Toxic Avenger movie. So they're really going all for this. Um, Peter Dinklage. Is it really? really? Yeah. That's why I heard. haven't officially... they haven't officially, I don't think, announced who's going to play him. It's got to be his voice then, right? Because Toxie goes from like a smaller character to like a superhero. So that makes sense. It'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Uh, yeah. So super excited for that. I, I don't know if this is going to a theater release. I can't imagine this is getting a theater release, though. Um, no, I would think this I, is, I doubt it. This is, yeah. I would think this is going to be some sort of streaming service. But um, we'll see, and I, I'm super. super uh, j- j- just to correct you, Joe, because me and Todd yeah. did the same mistake last week. It, the director isn't the director from the green room. He was. Just, oh, it's not okay. He was just in the he green was... room. Oh, he starred in it. Okay, interesting. Yeah, we 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 were super excited when yeah. we talked about it last <laughs> I week. Forgot about that. Then we're like, no, it's, it wasn't him. He was just Never mind. in the cast. Yeah. All right, they got him credited for green room, so I just assumed he directed. Yeah, because okay. he hasn't really directed anything notable. Gotcha. So. All right. Cool. Well. Good luck to him. Uh, all right. Uh, and then what else we got? Oh, here's file something under fucking bizarre. Devin Sawa is coming back for season two of Chucky. So stupid. Um, <laughs> as the new character. Of course, as you may know, he played two different characters of twin brothers in the first season of Chucky. And now he will be coming back as in a completely different role as a completely different character in season two. Why is that necessary? I don't know. But I guess they must really like him on the set of Chucky. He's got to be the triplet, right? Like, there's no other way they can have a guy <laughs> that looks exactly like the two brothers. It'd make no sense. Mm-hmm. It's, it, yeah, I, I actually met uh, Devin. I forgot to mention that I met Devin uh, at Texas Frightmare, and we talked Hunter Hunter. So that was, nice. yeah, he's he was like he's like uh, he when he called Sam Sam even was like I'm a huge fan of Hunter Hunter. He's like really. He's like I've been trying to promoting it all day to people who know no idea what the movie like is or is about. So he's like, thank you for watching it. <laughs> so. Alrighty. Oh, here, here's something kind of exciting. We're getting a Terror tra- Train remake coming out this Halloween. It is going to be a Tubi original. So file that under. Probably not going to be great, but I... Who would you say I, one of the magician to be? Chris Angel? Chris Angel, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. What was it? David Copperfield, all- right? Yes. In the first original, yep. I, hate the, I hate that movie, the first one. Yeah, I like the I like it, but I've always said it could be so much better. And I was like, a re- this movie was like ripe for a remake, but I just don't know uh, if yeah, two original, original. Uh, the right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's gonna uh, do it much justice, but uh, we'll see. It will be premiering. It says this Halloween. I don't know if that means it's gonna be releasing Halloween day or night, or if it's gonna be releasing sometime in October. It doesn't exactly say here on this press release, so uh, we'll keep you guys updated on uh. Uh, as we hear and then uh, last bit of news tonight is a rest in peace to uh, Fred Ward who of course most famously we know uh, for his role his role in Tremors but uh, man he was a great actor he's was in countless other movies and roles Uh, so rest in peace to him he was 79 years old yeah I didn't realize he was that old rest in peace he's Mm -hmm. what 10 plus years senior to Kevin Bacon in Tremors I think yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah man Recipes. Good movie. Yeah, absolutely. So that's all the news you had? That's yeah, that's all we got. I have there's some other stuff, but we'll I'll save for another time. Yeah, yeah save for another time because we need to take a little break and have ourselves a little deadly grounds coffee. 
Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. I'm going to actually go for some coffee right now. Sounds really good. <laughs> but it's also almost 8 o'clock. What watched? Yes. All right. I'll, I'll keep the action alive with Toxic Avenger talk since I'm re or actually watching the series for the first time. I watched the original before, um, but not any of the sequels. So next up was Toxic Avenger Part 2 from 1989. Ooh, this movie's bad, man. I did not like this. <laughs> Um, this one is set mostly in Japan where Toxie goes to Japan because he thinks his father, his estranged father is there. Um, he, he just goes into a bunch of hijinks. The comedy is fucking dreadful. They play like, it don't mean a thing if you ain't got that swing song instrumental as like fight music throughout a lot of the movie, which is fucking, I don't like, what were they thinking? I don't know. Um, the Japanese stuff is terrible. I mean, it does have some fantastic kills, like solid gore, things like that. But overall, I... It's got this guy on a, on a bike, all in leather, is an assassin. Tromaville is being taken over again by a chemical warehouse thing. It's just fucking a mess. It's terrible. I despise it. Part one is far superior. Part two is trash. I, If you like it, cool, but it just did not do it for me. So Toxic Avenger Part 2, 1989. I watched it on Blu-ray, but I think it's on. No, I don't see it streaming anywhere, so skip it. All right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the first one I got tonight uh, is a Netflix release. Um, and this one is not a horror movie, but um, it is real life horror and it's uh, true crime. Um, so a, uh, a company sent us over a screener for this one, uh, but it is now currently streaming over on Netflix. So you can watch it in uh, the movie uh, is titled Our, Our, Our Father if I could say that right, Our Father. Um, so uh, this is a uh, documentary about a uh, fertility doctor who instead of using donor sperm or you know the husband's sperm of the women who wanted to get pregnant he was using his own sperm and putting it in uh these women really really fucked up story and situation um this guy was doing it for over 30 years and he didn't get caught until um one person one day decided to do a 23 and me of course which are these at home dna tests and she was able to link it back that her father, she was able to link her father back to this doctor. Um, and then more and more people started taking these DNA tests. And now he, um, to this day, and still counting, might I add, he has been linked to 93 different children. Um, so he, yeah, I mean, and it's really sad because like there are stories of, you know, these, you know, think of like people our age now in their 30s and 40s thinking, hey, this was my dad, you know, my mom and my dad. And then not only you find out as a child, but your parents find out that this doctor didn't use the dad's sperm and used his own sperm. And now this guy is that you thought was your dad your whole life. And the parents who thought, you know, this was our child, you know, you find out that, you know, the doctor's my dad. And I mean, it's a really fucked up situation. And the most fucked up thing is this guy Pretty basically risky. got away with it. It's, it's, that's fucked up, but it's also like, was he white? Was what was he? Was his? Yeah, he was. Yeah, but so uh, here's the other he, thing. Yeah, did he like go after black couples, Asian couples? Because Hispanic. Couples, I mean, no, he could. Like... I mean, no, 
he i mean he just i mean obviously like he went after just Jeez. white couples because he was white okay. himself um but like you know like the, the kids started like a lot of kids were like you know like i had blonde hair blue eyes and the rest of my family had brown hair brown eyes so i always like wondered like what the hell was going on and stuff like that um and yeah i mean man it's yeah it's a really sad fucked up situation and the saddest thing is this guy basically got away with it pretty much with any you know he didn't do jail time he basically just got like a slap on the wrist because they were basically they said they didn't think they could get a jury to convict the guy so yeah it's really yeah so he ended up just he ended up just he ended up just getting like an obstruction of uh obstruction of justice thing because like he wouldn't he wouldn't cooperate and stuff so yeah were they consider that were they talking about considering that rape yes yeah that was part of the yeah they how can they not get someone to convince them i mean convict them yeah they they because the laws uh i believe this happened in indiana but the laws are really like tricky in indiana but also like all over the entire country because like you know, rape, I think is categorized as a, a forcible thing. And, you know, they, they didn't consider this, you know, forcible. Cause like they were technically, I guess, willing cause they thought they were getting, but they were being deceived, you know, by this, by this guy. So, I mean, there's deception there. So I, I it's just, it was just, it blew my mind that this guy didn't get any jail time for it. And he thought basically what he was doing was right. You know, and a lot, you know, he was using an excuse that he only was doing it uh when they didn't have other donors but it was, was it clearly a fucking lie because he's like oh yeah i only did it like a few times and then now there's like 94 people that have come out positive and they said through other doing this through other dna tests that all over the country they've discovered 43 other doctors have done the same thing so it's it wasn't just him he's the most prolific but it is happening it's fucked up and yeah we'll definitely give it a watch it's over on netflix it's only like 90 minutes long so uh it's worth a watch and the reason i asked about race is because it'd be like i wonder if he was being tricky like if there was a black couple how would you explain mixed right you know what i mean no, i mean yeah you wouldn't be able to yeah, yeah. No, he was just targeting wow. you know his own his is. own race yeah yeah big time <laughs> yeah fucking, i yeah there's a lot of questions to that. that's fucking insane that's gross right yeah Eesh. All right. Uh, my first one is a movie I watched over on Shutter, and it's from 1992, and it's called The Winter Beast. So uh, our previous guest, Mondo, and I once in a while challenge each other with trying to find the worst movies possible to make each, like, each other watch them. So this was his challenge to me was to watch this movie because he said it's the one of the worst films he's ever seen. I challenged him with Tickles the Clown, and I think I won that challenge handedly. So Winter Beast is the, st- is the story of like a little t- a small town that's getting attacked by uh, these totems. So these monsters and uh, the sheriffs and stuff are trying to figure out what's going on and how to stop all of these monsters from attacking. Uh, this is the very definition of so bad and is bad that I actually kind of really enjoyed it. There are a lot of different monster designs in this, like a surprising amount of different monster designs. And to bring those monsters to life, they really use like all of the low budget tactics. They use stop motion. They use claymation. Uh, they use practical effects. They use costumes. Like they really use all the tricks possible to bring these monsters to life. You know what? I give them major props for that. You know, what movies I really hate, like when I watch bad movies on Tubi, especially are when I feel that there's no heart, like no energy put into them. It's almost just like a cash grab or I don't know. There's just no soul to them. Whereas this one, I could tell that the filmmakers really put their heart into it. 
and tried to make something special, even though it looks like really, really looks awful and stuff. And there's really bad acting and continuity is just out the window. I think they filmed this over like certain, like a, a long amount of time. So characters are long haired and then shorter haired. And it's like, even in the description on Letterboxd, it says set during the fall and then it puts in parentheses not winter because it changes uh, temperatures and uh climates and stuff because of when it was filmed fucking just it's hilarious i i liked it i i really had fun watching this uh, i went in expecting the worst because it was a challenge film so i thought it would be really really awful but mondo you lost this one buddy it's uh i i i enjoyed it i think it's uh, so bad that it's fun film and i recommend it if you like that kind of stuff so that's winter beast over on shutter I will watch that just to see if it's worse than Tickles a Clown, which is going to be extremely hard to talk. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we can talk about that after we're done with our yeah. round here, but fuck that movie and fuck you, Jeff. Uh, Mansion of the Doomed is my next one from 1976. This one is currently streaming on Tubi, but I have it on blue from Full Moon. And it is about a um, a doctor who has a daughter that um, she's like, you know, early 20s maybe, and she had an accent. She's blind now. Um, also stars a little Lance, Lance Hendrickson is a very uh, young role for him. And either way, anyway, the doctor is trying to find a cure for her blindness. So he turns a little mad and he starts kidnapping people, removing their eyes and transplanting in, them into her. And the experiment works, but it only works temporarily. And then she goes blind again. So he keeps escalating. He keeps like kidnapping more and more people, removing their eyes, putting them in her. And, and uh, meanwhile, uh, the scar tissue at first for her getting her new eyes is fine. Like she can barely see it, but progressively gets worse and worse where it's like, how much good are you even doing? Um, look at her. She's, you know, obviously in emotional pain, physical pain. She's got scarring and all this. Plus you got people locked up in the basement and electrified fence that are blind. So there's like at one point, like eight or nine people in a cell with their eyes taken out, bumping into each other. They're trying to escape. Lance Henderson is the love interest of the girl who um, when she went blind, he kind of left her. So the dad was like, you know what? You're going to be my first victim. Takes his eyes. And then we're following the people as they're trying to escape. Um, the doctor, he he kidnaps more people and removes their eyes to the police. Like, they're like, hey, man, this is kind of obvious you're fucking doing it. Extremely disturbing. Uh, the eye removal stuff and the victims in the basement like bumping into each other and screaming when they realize they're they're blind and the the special effects of like the sunken missing eyeballs is really good so i found it very disturbing and it was a surprise so i would highly recommend this mansion of the doom the name is really uh, misleading because it has nothing to do with the mansion right i mean the guy the doctor obviously has a big house or anything but it's not like with a title like that you would figure it has something to do, like castle freak you know what you're getting right but uh so kind of a weird title but I thought the movie was awesome. So Mansion of the Doomed over on Tubi or Full Moon has the Blu-ray for like 10 bucks. So I recommend it. Nice. Um, so yeah, I went and saw uh, Friday the 13th parts two and three out in the woods this week. So I just wanted uh, to uh, discuss those two. Um, so yeah, so uh, part two basically leaves off. It's like a few years, I think, maybe five years after the original uh, Friday part the 13th. Two? Yeah. Yeah, I just know two, three, and four on the same weekend, but yes, that one's kind of yep. kind of strange continuity. Two, right? Two, so two definitely like has like a little bit of a ju- time jump. I want to say it's like maybe five years, basically, where like Jason's just been dormant and no one knows where he is. Um, so obviously a new group of you know teens go and uh go you know on a trip 
go camping and Jason stocks once Jason returns. Once again, we of course don't have Jason in his infamous hockey mask here. We have Jason, of course, uh, in his sack head um, Jason look in this one. And yeah, I mean, it it follows your typical formula. Um, What surprised me about this one? I haven't seen it in so long. Um, The characters are all great in this one. I really think all of the characters are are, uh, really good in this one. Um, But what drew me off was how tame this one was compared to all the other ones. Um, Most of the kills are off screen and the ones that are shown are like super um, not gory at all and super tame. However, um, the storyline's really good in this one. Um, I love um, how Jason's more of a stalker and lurker in this one rather than being just like a brute force. Um, and it has a great ending. Like, the you know, how Jason is defeating this one. I love how, you know, she kind of outsmarts Jason in this one. And a really cool final girl um, in this one too. It was a bummer to see... Um, Alice, though, go out in this one. Is that one? I, I don't know if I'm confusing two or three now, but um, I, I'm pretty sure Alice gets killed in the beginning of this one, right? Because she's the final girl in... No, no, she's the final girl in this one, right? In two? Alice? Now, now I'm getting confused. Um, I forget now. No, she's watch. not. She's not. No, I'm right. Yeah, no, no, Adrian I'm right. King's part one. A- Amy, Amy Steele. She's Amy, the Amy, final Amy, girl yes. in this one. Yeah, yeah. She, she doesn't die, I think, no. in the third one. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. Yeah. A- Alice dies in... Uh, Maybe it's this one. I'm it's trying to remember. Two or three. I'm can they meshed together for me when I was watching them. But yeah, no, this one's great. I love Jason lurking in this one. He's got a cool look, and yeah, Dash does cool, and him on masks has like a really cool look uh, as well. So this one is good, but it's definitely not my favorite in the series. I feel like it does drag a bit at times, but I I would put it like middle of the pack for the Friday for the Friday Thirteenth series. Now part three takes a huge jump now here's the problem with seeing part three this time they showed it in original 3d and my god original three 3d is fucking terrible like it's almost unwatchable watching with those blue and red glasses like i took them off like i couldn't hand like i was just like this is stupid like i just i'd rather watch it like blurry you know than watch it with these glasses on so like i would put it on during like some of the kill scenes obviously because it was fun but other than that lame so i definitely uh wouldn't recommend going to see it in the original 3d but jason is awesome in this one he's pretty brutal the kills like are super uh good obviously it's the introduction of course of the iconic hockey mask shelly fucking sucks he's one of the worst characters in the entire uh franchise Come on, man. Um, he's just trying to he's, he's awkward he <laughs> likes girls we can't talk to him so he does magic come on leave him alone uh, <laughs> He's funny, but all the characters, once again, like super uh, two and three, I would say probably have some of the best characters. Um, I really liked the final girl, final girl in this one as well. Um, this one is one of my favorites in the whole, the whole franchise. Chris in this one is the final girl and Richard Brooker. He's like a, he's a cool Jason. He's kind of like has a weird thing going on though. Like he's, I don't know. He like has like a weird, like he's kind of goofy, like the way when he runs and stuff like that. Yeah. It kind of it kind of leans into the mental handicap a little bit with right yeah right but it works and like man the ending like when uh, she thinks he's defeated and she's and she's like in the uh she's in the boat and she like looks up and fucking Jason's face like all like bloodied up he like looks through that window it's yeah. so fucking good and it's so creepy that's where he's all excited it, to see her right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. It, it's so it's such a great scene and when she's trying to like paddle away and. Then of course Mrs. Voorhees comes out like all zombified. It's, it's a it's a great scene. So three's awesome. It's I I haven't ranked as my second favorite after four. I love that one. 
Yeah, what I don't like about three is the motorcycle gang. I thought that was like okay, yeah, spot. yeah. And yeah. then two, I love when the wheelchair guy gets the machete in the face. And oh yeah, down. classic kill. Yeah, classic yeah. kill. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. All right, uh, so my last one this week is a movie that I watched over on Tubi, and it's called Quarantine Girl, which is from 2020. This is one of the many uh, movies that were made in response to COVID trying to capitalize on the COVID virus, you know, something that affected pretty much everyone in the world. So having horror films done in kind of this style was a big thing, especially in 2020, 2021. Uh, I feel now it's finally starting to die off. So this is one of many of them. And it's about a girl who is, uh, you know, she's isolating at home and she starts going through a kind of mental breakdown and uh, eventually goes crazy and just, gets kind of super weird and does stuff and meanwhile she has like a friend who she talks to by uh like i guess a zoom type thing and he starts hacking into her computer so he can watch her uh you know do some stuff and she eventually notices and scolds him for it and it's just a really really weird story uh usually i wouldn't talk about movies like this you know i watch a lot of like crap that i don't talk about on the show but I just want to warn people like these COVID movies other than host, which wasn't really about COVID. It was more about the use of zoom and using kind of the, you know, the fact that we're all separate and have to do stuff through zoom and not in person. I thought they did it clever. Whereas all of these other ones, Corona zombies, this, I watched like an anthology film last year. I don't even remember the name of it that did the same thing. Uh, just stop. Just don't, don't watch them. They're really bad. Uh, this one's really awful. Like nothing happens for practically the whole movie. It just makes no sense at all. There's just one scene that made me laugh. And that's why I didn't give it a half star on uh, Letterboxd. I actually gave it one star. Uh, at one point, she has like a dinner party with her and a bunch of like cardboard cutouts. Like there's a cardboard cutout of Fabio with a bionic eye and a big lion and like just the weirdest fucking shit ever. It makes no sense whatsoever. And it made me laugh so hard. I'm like, okay, I'm going to give it a half star extra just for this one scene because it's so weird. And I posted it on our Discord and people fucking had a ball uh, just dissecting how <laughs> ridiculous that scene looked. Uh, but overall, absolutely terrible. The ending, I'll, I'll even spoil it because I don't want anyone to watch this. Uh, the girl, that like the guy comes to visit the girl and she kind of confronts him about, you know, spying on her for all these days, including like when she's doing freaky stuff. And then she like gets with him anyway. She's like, okay, and it's like a happily ever after. And it makes no fucking sense. Like this creep has been staring at her for like a long time. And it's just a weird movie. Don't watch it. That's uh, love, quarant- Steve. Yeah. That's love. Quarantine Girl on uh, Tubi. All right, well, let's talk about another bad movie that we've been holding off on. <sighs> Tickles the Clown, 2021, directed by some person. <laughs> <laughs> Who's I'm the director? I'm excited to hear. I'm excited uh, to hear this. BC14, which is obviously a stage name. Yeah, I don't blame him. Um, I've. What is it about? It's I. It's set in the future, and alien uh, humans are fighting aliens, and they have this clown murderer that they have locked up in like a space jail, and like only he is blood can turn the tide of the war. <laughs> it's it's so fucking it's. Uh, it's the worst movie I've ever seen. It definitely 
top three worst movies I've ever seen. It's it's terrible. It's all 99% PlayStation 1 type graphics of the same scene repeated over and over again. Different dialogue, but same exact fucking character motion. The camera spins around the guy. He's doing the same. It's fucking bad, man. It is so bad. So this is the fourth movie in a series of other movies that preceded. So there's Alien versus the Illuminati, Bigfoot versus the Illuminati, Trump versus the Illuminati, and then for some reason Tickles the Clown is the fourth in the series. Um, it, th- the way I could describe this movie, and I'm not even kidding you, the first 45 minutes of this movie goes like this. It's the clown, he's like in uh, in like a prison cell, but like a futuristic one. And this commander that's like, she's completely covered head to toe in like a space suit uh, but you could see kind of her form and she needs to get his blood because it's the key to unlocking like uh, I don't know a cure or something to win some giant war so she's like trying to convince him by saying you know it's important and you need to do your part blah 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 and then he goes back and says show me your tits and then she'll go no no let's not talk about that this is very important we need to do this and he's like yeah I know but I want to see your tits. Like that is, I'm not even fucking kidding you, 45 minutes of this story. And then finally, after 45 minutes, she's like, fine, I'll show you my tits. And then you can give me the code. So she shows her tits, goes back to like her command center. like, still didn't give me the code. And then I couldn't believe it. Like, holy shit, this movie is so fucking dumb. No one should watch this ever. It's in machinima style. If anyone knows what that is, it's like an old, uh, thing that video games do where they take video game cutscenes and just revoice them to make like a little story uh, I also watched Trump versus the Illuminati <laughs> just because I was curious the third one in this series yeah it was uh, it was just as bad just really awful uh, no good don't watch this series at all so that uh, tickles the clown over on yeah the funniest Not- scene I think was when the girl ran- has a random love interest with like this other soldier and then she's in her room thinking about like, maybe I do like him. And then it cuts to like a live action. Like she's like imagining them together, but it's live action of like a, a buff dude and a girl rubbing his stomach. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, and then there's one scene where there's an elephant with an erection, like a real elephant with an erection. And I'm like, what? I don't, I honestly did not get it. Like, I know he spent money on this movie and someone produced it. He produced it, he edited it. He spent time making it. And it's and it's on like a platform, so like it has some level of success, you know what I mean? But like I don't, I just seventy five minutes, man, seventy five minutes. It's so it's it's the worst movie. Don't do not watch it. Do you think Bill? So did Bill Oberst do this as like a favor? <laughs> yeah, he he plays a clown. Um, yeah. his voice uh, is good, I guess. Yeah, I mean the voice is mm-hmm. you know. But do you even geez. see her boobs in this movie? Nope. I, I actually wrote that. I was like, after all that, uh, we don't even see it. Like she, she just like leaves, and she's like, yeah, I didn't. He didn't Damn. do anything. And then she like almost falls in love with him, Ugh. like because of a forty-five minute interrogation. She's like, when she's thinking of that buff dude, the clown like starts interjecting in her mind. It makes this whole story. This whole thing was just. It was like a horny guy fantasy is what like, this was. Like, you know? Yeah, but his fantasy is a fucking clown fat clowns yeah probably you know there's weird people out there and and they the her love interest dies right and then they clone him yeah and that was like a like supposed to be like a sad moment (laughs) oh boy actually uh trump was also he was a chinese clone (laughs) (laughs) of trump so (laughs) cloning technology uh 
I guess in this world. He really, li- he really likes it. it what it what made me. you find this, Joe? You just looked. Uh yeah. I just like <laughs> randomly. I just like randomly came across it. I was just looking up like, I think I were looked up like worst like horror movies on uh, Tubi, and this was this came up. So I was like, all right, let's let's do it. All I'm gonna say is, Joe, you better brush up on your fucking skills for trivia because Todd and I are coming on that. We are gonna fucking give you the worst thing ever. I'm ready. Yeah, as revenge, if we can uh, pass you. I'm ready. Yeah. Speaking of which, ready to head into uh, trivia. Trivia time. Yeah. I'm gonna use Kayla's from a couple weeks ago when she sent to me. Awesome. The stands right now are Steve winning with three points, myself and Joe tied at two for second quarter trivia and it's a tight race overall too joe's winning 25 to 24 to 24 overall so who would like to lead off i'll lead off i guess since i was uh i've been out um so mine in honor of tonight's movie the sadness a virus-based movie all of my trivia will be virus virus based movies okay so all righty so question number one how many characters do not get infected in Cabin Fever of the main characters? Two. Three? How many characters do not get infected? Oh. Zero? One. Because the guy that drinks the beer didn't get infected. That's correct. It is one. Um, yeah. Jeff, the character of Jeff. I did um, it. I <laughs> fucking did it. It's wasted. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that wa- movie. I haven't watched that in years. Oh, it's a great one. Yeah. The, the sequels are always on uh, streaming, but not, uh, not I don't the think I've one. seen three. I know two is what spring fever, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Two wasn't bad. Yeah. Two uh, wasn't like a high school bad. or something. Yeah. It's got the party man sheriff from the first. That's a good yeah. movie. I'm going to, I feel like yeah. you're watching it. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> I shall go. Pancakes. Uh, <laughs> Pancakes from Kayla. <laughs> this is a tricky one. What is the name of the town where Leslie Vernon resides in? So Leslie Vernon behind the mass arrives of Leslie, Leslie Vernon. Ooh. I have no Kr- idea. Kruger Falls. Incorrect. These the, fucking American geography questions. I, swear I, don't, I don't think it's a real town. No? It's uh, Glen Echo, which I would have never Glen gotten. Echo. Good movie, though. I haven't seen it in a long, long time. Yeah. I remember yeah, it being not bad, though. Yeah. All right. So I'm doing my three different types of questions today. I'm going to start with a regular question. What's written in big black letters on the church wall in They Live? Um, obey. Wrong. Ooh, I got a follow-up guess. Consume. Wrong. Conform. Wrong. Darn. It's probably none of those. Final guess, uh, Joe? Uh, no. So it's They Live, We Sleep. Okay. It's written in big black letters behind the altar of the church. They live, we sleep. What does that even mean? Uh, it's, I don't know. <laughs> it must be a, like a, a thing they in the live, movie. We sleep. Yeah. All right. Cool. It's been a while since I watched that one. I, I think it's like we're ignoring Leaping. the fact that. Uh, yeah, we're ignoring. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Back to right. me? Yep. All right. Who is responsible for releasing the deadly virus in 28 days later? A monkey. Um, I'm a scientist and the monkey, but oh, I damn it, I'm wrong. But let's have Steve get a guess, and I'll follow up. Uh, who is responsible for? Oh God, I haven't watched that movie in a long time. Um, 
I don't know, the military? No. It's like uh, protesters or eco-protesters. Oh. Correct. Animal rights activists. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. They release the chimpanzees. <laughs> it's infected with what? Rage. I love that movie, too. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. Miss Kayla matched the movie to the quote. She wanted me to tell you she saw you dance. She said when you were little, you and her had a fight right before you dance recital. You thought she uh, didn't six, oh, cents. six cents. Yeah. Damn. Nice. Very good. Joe. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> I should, I guess I should have done Haley Joe Osment voice. <laughs> right. <laughs> she wanted to tell me that you tell me to dance. <laughs> That's my Haley Joe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is my four clue question. So I'm going to say clue slowly. And okay. once you I do like the guess, you can't do it till the end. Probably my favorite one you do. Oh, yeah. Four clue. Yeah. Are you guys ready? Yep. Yes. Supermarket. Okay. Cult. Mm. Creatures. Um, oh, uh, the uh, mist. The, damn it. Correct. Good job. Good and job. my la- my last one was Stephen King. So. <laughs> Joe with a twofer. Woo. Head on the tip of my wiener. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back Joe. to you, Joseph. Oh, back to me. All right. The last one for tonight. Tagline, you guys' favorites. Just remember, it is a virus movie right. so that, that gives you that's a good enough that's a good hint right there in of itself all hell is about to break loose resident evil incorrect all hell is about to break loose virus i'll movie. give i'll give todd a guess and then i'll give you a decade virus movie all hell is about to break loose um uh wreck incorrect now i'll give you a decade for one more guess it is a 70s movie. 70s movie. Oh, I was about to break loose. Is it um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Incorrect. Damn. 70s virus. Um, now nah, the movie virus is in the 90s, so that's wrong. It, it won't uh, count, but I, I just want a third guess after. Just for, sure. Just it count. I, I, I'm out of blanks, so throw out your guess. Is, is it the crazies? It is the crazies. You got it. You got it. Give it to him. Nice. I'll give it to him. That's a good movie too, man. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I prefer the original, but the remake's pretty good too. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, all right. Miss Tagline from Miss Kayla. All right. Daddy's home and he's not very happy. Daddy's home and he's not very happy. The stepfather. The stepfather. <laughs> Steve's correct. Yes. Nice. <laughs> I should have actually watched that pretty recently. Good movie. Who's uh, Terry Ter- O'Quinn? Terry O'Quinn. Yep. In the first Locke, two. John Locke. There's yeah. a remake too, right? There yeah. is. I only saw the first two. so I saw the I remake in played... the theater. Someone was... famous plays him in the remake too. Wasn't a guy from like Nip Tuck or something? Is it uh, Julian McMahon or mm, Dr. Doom? <laughs> um, all right. So my... so my last uh, one this week is my guest the movie in 60 seconds. Okay. Who's going first, me or Joe? Or is uh, I'll, I'll let Joe go. Okay. It can't be at the same time. It's too. It's too crazy. All right. Now let me just pull up the movie here. So Joe, you said you watched. Uh, you listen, so you know how it goes. Yeah, I just get to ask yes or no questions. Yeah, and, and I then steal after. Yeah, and then there's a steal. So after okay. that, the time you get one last guess. If you get it wrong, yep. uh, Todd gets one question and then one guess. Okay. I should write these down. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Yes. 
All right, 60 seconds. Okay. Go. Is it 90s? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, slasher? No. Ghost movie? Yes. 90s ghost movie. Is it The Others? No. The Haunting? No. Is it the, the Blair Witch Project? Does it take place in the woods? I know. Okay. Um, why are we all laughing? I don't understand. No, 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 I'll, I'll say it later. You know, I don't know your, your flow. Um, <laughs> 90s ghost movie. Uh, <sighs> oh, man. Yeah, that's questions. It... <laughs> I, no, I know. Just... I know. I, I'm 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 stumped right now. It's hard, uh, is right? It, yeah, yeah it is. It is shit. Okay, is it um ninety late nineties? Yeah. All right, last guess. Oh, give me the seal, baby. Ghost movie. Uh, no, go for it. Talk. All right, I'm not even gonna ask the question. I'm gonna go solve it now. Kevin Bacon stirred up. Yes. <laughs> yes. I knew it would pay off. Did you guys already do this or something? No, I, that was my go-to guess whenever I was stumped, which is every oh, fucking okay. second. It was Kevin Bacon stirred up. All right. No, that's a good one. All right. Let yes. me just pull up the one for... Uh... As soon as I said 90s ghost, I'm like, this guy. <laughs> yeah. I saw Todd's face. I knew right away that he knew. But <laughs> All right. You ready? Yep. 60 seconds. 60s. Nope. 70s. Nope. 80s. Nope. 90s. Nope. 2000s. Nope. 2010s. Yes. Uh, ghost. Uh, no. Zombie. Kind of. The demon. Kind of. Um, 2010s, kind of zombie, kind of demon. Um, is it mutants? Not really. Not really. Is it um, wreck? No. Uh, is it set in the wilderness? Is it set in the cabin? Nope. Is it set in like a building? Like a high rise? A, a house. Apartment? A house? A uh, house? Mo mo mostly. House 2010s. Um, house mostly 2010s. Mutants kind of. Ghosts kind of. Zombies kind of. Um, not, not mutants so much. Not mutants. Uh, is it, um, was it a mainstream movie? Yes. Mainstream 2010s. Final guess. Mainstream 2010s, kind of zombies, kind of demonic, kind of thing like that. Um, I have no idea. I can't do Sir Beckles' guess anymore. <laughs> no, Joe. Mm -hmm. And like, when I say kind of, it's like really like borderline. borderline. Yeah. Like I, I would almost say no, but. Mm. Yeah. Um... So you kind of fixate on those. Uh, you're like, oh, I guess yeah, I know. It's, it's just hard sometimes. It's. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. Give, Paranormal give me like, activity. Give, give us, without getting a point, give us some more hints. See if we can narrow it down here. Uh, it was featured at Halloween Horror Nights. I know you guys don't really follow it too much. Oh, uh, yeah. It's got a very famous director. Halloween um, Horror Nights. 2010s. The, the director has only made a handful of horror films, and they've all been really good. How's, oh, I was going to say House of Thousand Corpses, but they haven't been all... Rob Zombies have not been all very good. Yeah. I don't know. What is it? Uh, it's us. Us. No. Yeah. All right. The characters are hard to describe as like yeah, what exactly they are. Yeah, say those are. 
that's uh, like infected almost i don't know yeah but even if you say supernatural you automatically think ghost too right yeah that's a hard one <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. okay um let's see tonight we had myself three joe and steve each with two which puts steve and i and tied for first place with five joe with four. Oh, you're watching something called trump versus illuminati or something joe <laughs> and that concludes it nice the sadness yes Let's All right, 2021, The Sadness, directed by Robert uh, Jabaz. A young couple is pushed to the limits of sanity as they attempt to be reunited amidst the chaos of a pandemic outbreak. The streets erupt into violence and depravity as those infected are driven to enact the most cruel and ghastly things imaginable. So it's a younger couple set in Taiwan who, you know, they're, they wake up in the morning, they got their morning routine on. Um, you see some like stuff in the background on the phone and stuff like where there's like a mysterious illness. This guy's watching a YouTube video about a doctor arguing with a, I guess, a YouTube famous YouTuber or whatever. Kind of similar like what was with our coronavirus where doctors aren't being taken seriously. People are, you know, calling a conspiracy, things like that. Um, so the young man takes his girlfriend to uh, the subway and then he goes off and do his thing they had a little minor fight in the beginning because i think he's a male model and they're supposed to go on vacation a couple weeks but he, he got a gig so he's gonna go do that um and then things hit off pretty much right away where this sickness turns people into just like murderous rampaging crazy people uh where you know that it's kind of like a zombie thing but they're not undead or anything their eyes turn black and then they just want to kill you. They want to torture you. They want to have sex with you. Doesn't matter if you're a guy, girl, whatever. Um, they want to maim you in any way possible. And then they also want to um, fuck with you emotionally. Like they'll say shit to you. Like I'm going to cut out your eyes and rape you and shit like that. So we follow the girl as she's going on the subway and she has her encounter with it at first. And then we follow the man where he's on the, he's at a, a restaurant. He gets attacked and then shit goes, goes crazy. And then they're texting back and forth and they're going to try to link up with each other and then, you know, try to survive. So I'll leave it at that. Who would like to uh, begin? I'll go. Okay. So I won't talk about the specific scenes just yet because there are a lot of scenes I want to talk about. Holy shit. This movie is wild at times. So this movie to me is like, uh, it's like really good, like really, really good and crazy. And then it's super slow and kind of boring. And it goes through these big ups and then these big boring downs to me. And that was kind of a problem with this movie. Uh, But when it's up, I mean, it is up. It is crazy. You do not know what's going to happen next. Because really, in this film, anything was on the table. And you really didn't know what you were going to get from scene to scene. They're super bloody, maybe unrealistically bloody in some sense certain sequences they do stuff that i don't remember seeing in some of the other films just completely disgusting uh things that they do in this movie uh it's just unfortunate that they really take these long scenes that are super drawn out and i'm like oh my god let's just get to the next point already and to be honest i wasn't really into like the main couple like i was thinking of train to busan while watching this because they're both kind of infected uh asian cinema and you know all of us are dead was another great one and hashtag alive was another great one so it's hard not to compare all of them and the thing that made train to busan work for me is i really cared about all the characters like i I cared about what happened to them i cared what their story was how you know it ended for them i didn't care about anyone in this film i didn't care about the couple i didn't care about the dude i didn't care about you know, the girl and the other guy at the hospital. I didn't care about really anyone. So it was hard to give a shit 
if something happened to that character, it was just like, okay, I just want to see what kind of unique death they're going to have. Nothing more than that. And that was a little bit of a problem too. But overall, holy shit, this was a wild film and I, I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, um, I echo a lot of uh, what Steve had to say there. Um, this movie is, is pretty fucking wild. It's probably the goriest, um, most depraved movie. I think that's probably come out and over well over a decade I, I can't remember anything this um gory honestly um and, and forever i mean this this takes me back to like like oh like uh sort of like a dead alive style just like where it's just like over the top gore like throughout um and then the depre the depravity comes in um along it reminds me of like french like horror in a lot of ways you know like uh, a la like a serbian film martyrs when like there's some pretty like fucked up disturbing stuff going on in here as well i think the violence and the gore just absolutely top notch 10 out of 10 uh as far as that goes the practical effects are amazing they really don't use cgi i don't think at all in this movie I'm, i want to say it's like a hundred percent practical effects and they all look absolutely fantastic the movie's also shot very well um and the acting is solid i think the over sexualization is a bit too much for me at times where it almost kind of, I was like, okay, like, do we really need like all of this in there? You know, there were a couple of scenes, like I was like, it worked and like, but then I think they just kept going back to that. Well, a little, uh, and dried it out. Um, I just think it became a little too much for me. Um, and that definitely knocked my score down a little bit. I do agree with Steve that, um, as far as connecting with the characters, it certainly wasn't there, but I, I feel like this movie is more about the gore than anything. So I was able to kind of look past um, a lot of that. The story is definitely a little thin here. And I mean, I know we'll get into it, but man, like what really like killed the flow of this movie was um, when she encounters the, uh, the doctor in the hospital. Like that scene is just like way too long and kills the flow. But other than that, I mean, this movie's awesome. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to knock this movie at all because I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. And I, I, I was for along for the ride. And I mean, my jaw was, was open quite, quite a few times throughout this movie. That's what she said. <laughs> um, first of all, two things. Steve looks like an evil dude with his cat and he's stroking it while watching us. That's funny. But yeah, you know, I have the same issues that you guys mentioned. It's got like scenes that are in there, like the president's address. I'm like, okay, I know where this is going. So let's get there quicker, you know, instead of like drawing it out, you know, something's going to happen to this, these characters in this presidential address. Um, and then the doctor thing too. It's like, really? Let's, oh, they got the maternity ward. We know what's we know what's gonna happen now, but let's get to it quicker instead of talking about it. But other than that, man, this like I mirror what Joe said. This is probably the most violent film I've seen in a long time. Um, at least one that's had like a wide release. And I consider Shutter a wider release now. The gore was fucking amazing. There was multiple times when I said out loud, like fuck, you know, like damn. Like there was excellent kills. There was it was brutal, it was unforgiving, nobody was safe. And then the laughing that the the evil people did was like very effective especially when they did like wide shots and you just hear laughter and screaming throughout the city very cool the quote-unquote zombie look was awesome with the black eyes stuff like that and i just dug it don't wear sandals guys this is why you don't wear sandals because that main character is wearing sandals trying to run around i'm like it's not gonna work and yeah it, it was just super effective i do agree with the sexual stuff being a little bit too much and not that like the the act of like rape is never good to see you know on tape 
Um, but it wasn't, that wasn't what bothered me in this film. It wasn't done in like a really super sadistic way, if that makes sense. Unlike, like I spit on your grave is like, fuck, dude, let's, let's, let's stop this scene already. But what bothered me was like, they always use that as like a crutch. So like, all right, what can we say that's going to be edgy? Ooh, I'm going to fuck you in your eye hole. Like, oh, okay, we've heard that already. But, and then like the next scene is like, I'm going to fuck you in, like in the ass. And I'm like, all right, let's, no, we're good. So then like kept going back to verbal sexual assault was like, all right, we get it. But those are my negatives. Everything else was positive. And I like the characters. I didn't see anything wrong with them. Could it have been stronger? Sure. But yeah, it's, I guess we'll get into the good, the, the gore, man. Holy shit. <laughs> so it was crazy. Yeah. Like it was fantastic. I think Steve's mentioned uh, in the subway, there's like a geyser of blood from a guy getting stabbed in the right. neck. I'm like, all yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> But that whole subway scene was brutal where that guy is just stabbing people in the back and they're all on their phones not paying attention and stuff. It's oh, and the um the old man too, where you can tell all right, he's gonna snap on the train, he's hitting on this young mm. hot girl. I'm like, dude, she's reading a book. How many signals does she have to tell you to leave her alone? And then he has the audacity to be like, Well, oh, people these days don't want to talk, bitch. You're old. She doesn't want to talk to your old ass, plus she asked you nicely, leave her alone. And then he snaps and he's the villain for 30, 40 minutes of the movie. Um da, 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 da. I hate the little fucker that tries to close the subway tunnel entrance and then he has the balls to complain about having a bloody nose when the girl literally has her eye stabbed out so i cannot wait for him to get killed so i'm yeah. happy that I happened. Believe he, and then he calls her a drama queen on he, he does yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then i thought the you know we'll get there later but i thought the ending was a little bit too abrupt and i i get that they were trying to be shocking at the end with just some gunfire but i'm like oh, i kind of want a little bit more we've seen this girl let's 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 finish her story and then i thought the guy's ending too was pretty obvious where they were going with it um what was gonna happen to him but man i was fucking along for the ride for this movie yeah yeah so was i i mean you know like i said the pacing is off because they're such like especially like you said in the hospital scene it just takes forever when uh you know just making the girl take her clothes off so he can like clean her up and then he ask her questions and then it goes to like a conference and then it goes back to it's just like fuck it just drags on forever i'm like i just want to see more gore essentially you know and also the subway scene was kind of really long too until it got really crazy uh that conversation between the old man and the girl it's it's a lengthy conversation like they really go back and forth for a while uh it's kind of boring but um see i like the build up on that one you did uh, see because it was like okay someone's yeah. gonna go off and they're in a the subway car and there's no mm-hmm. escape yeah, I agree. I, I that one I didn't mind so much. I thought because you, I was you were just waiting for something good to happen there. Yeah, although I did love that old man as a essentially like the villain or one of the big villains of the uh, yeah of the movie. Like he just kept coming back, which is a little goofy. I mean, why would the old man keep being exactly where the, you know the heroes are? But that's kind of a regular movie thing. Uh, there are just a lot of crazy scenes in this that you're just like, what the fuck is going on? The Nutcracker scene where a bunch of zombies are just taking a guy and like just picking him up and then putting him through like his nuts through a pole uh was su- super weird like stuff like that was just so off but entertaining and then the zombie's like oh i like it or something yeah so he actually enjoyed that which was something uh, that first sequence when so it's like his grandma is at this restaurant and then she puts like a boiling uh fryer on the chef's head and then all that sequence uh, leading into the guy getting to his apartment was just so crazy you know because i'd heard how crazy this movie was beforehand that's actually why we're reviewing it because joe i think had told me that this one had a reputation of being really 
nuts and yeah i love the sequences like that the suicide was really bloody like didn't skip out on the gore at all and showing you all the stuff this the sexual stuff i agree with you guys it's just it was a little much at times you know we just didn't need it uh like the zombie orgy you know it's why it's just it wasn't needed now the, the skull fucking was why not though? yeah <laughs> <laughs> skull fucking was brutal brutal as fuck brutal yeah. and they didn't sh- they didn't show it which i thought but was thankfully. like good you know yeah but it were it was effective you're like oh fuck like even though you don't see it yeah it did have some good comedy in it too at times like the best joke and someone on uh, discord point i think it was weezer face uh was the the guy like hands his phone and he doesn't want to that's because he has like anime girls as his uh screensaver and stuff i thought that was super funny just the way that she looks at him after that so it had some humor you know a lot of great gore yeah, I man, I wish we got more of the granny zombie though. She was fucking awesome and she was so scary and but she's gone like so quick. Like I, I wish like I wish she was kind of like the long villain rather than the other dude. Like because she just had such a creepy look to her. Yeah, yeah, I, I had no idea what I was getting into with this one. I, I just mm-hmm. knew the title and that you guys said it was coming out on Shutter and that was it. So I was like, damn, when this movie started, I'm like holy yeah. shit. Yeah, man, credit to the director here. Like, I don't know if he's done anything else, but man, this movie had balls. And a lot of horror movies these days don't have balls. And they're afraid to go places. He was not afraid. He wasn't afraid to go places that was dark or maybe, you know, controversial. Um, He wasn't afraid. He he did not pull any punches. Um, He just let it all out there. And it was mainly effective. Um. And I, we need more stuff like this, I think, in horror. What you guys think of the zombie baby? It was okay. Like, I I don't know. It just, yeah, I don't know. It, it just, it didn't, like, didn't add anything. I feel, it didn't do anything for me. Like, yeah. it, it could have been, like, really disturbing and shocking. But I think the rest of the movie, you're already seeing so much fucked up shit. It just wasn't anything new or like it didn't add anything to me for me personally anyway yeah i, th- I think the it was better than the dawn of the dead remake zombie the baby right zombie. <laughs> yeah, yeah right <laughs> but the the best zombie baby in history is from dead alive still oh yeah yeah <laughs> no, for sure yeah it's just i don't know i guess at that point in the film you've seen so much that it just mm-hmm. felt like shock for shock value nothing it didn't add to the story it didn't uh really yeah. do anything uh trigger alert because someone mentioned that they like when i say this um mm-hmm. there are some babies that are in peril in this movie right so yeah and the, and there's yeah and there's some rape there's some rape scenes as well yeah. too so yeah it's like guys raping guys and stuff yeah. it's like yeah like 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 we said nothing, nothing is held back in this movie whatsoever no. There's no there's no taboo it's all crossed there's no lines you know i could have done without the the heavyset girl on the train that she kind of befriends the one that gets eye fucked yeah that was kind of like i'd rather just go with the main chick because that girl was just slowing her down and i don't know if in that situation i guess nice people do but if you would risk yourself for that you know yeah i actually i mean i felt bad for her i definitely like felt some emotions like towards that character so i yeah i i didn't mind her what what do you think was the most brutal kill in the movie Oh man, <laughs> boy, dude, there's so many. It it's really like is. there's so many back to back to back. I wanted to watch it again, which I definitely will before the end of the year. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, me too, I think. I don't know, man. Uh, no, for, they... for me, it might be the boiling one, the fir- very first one. 
Nice. That's uh, a great one. She puts yeah. a fryer uh, like on his head, and then she like yeah. picks at his face, and it was just pulls the skin and, off. Yeah. And it, it might also be because it was the first one that it just marked me more. You know, mm-hmm. by the end of it, you've seen so much fucking shit that you know. I guess that one just stood out to me. Right. That other dude, man, the dude who was like a, a dick, he got a pretty good. Like, what she like cut his Fire dick sensor? off with, like, the, yeah. or whatever. Or you don't see it, but like you just keep seeing like pieces of like stuff hitting his face and he just becomes like a bloody mess i assume she was doing going up like his genitals and like which, which like part? cutting them um the the dickhead guy you know who like with the phone like oh, he him. gets like oh, he yeah, gets like he gets like rapist. he gets like pinned down yeah. and she has like some sort of medical tool and like i'm pretty sure she went <sighs> like on his genital area and like just started Cause you just see like pieces of flesh hitting him in the face and then like blood starts going all over him everywhere. And that was a pretty gory scene, even though you don't actually see anything, but there's blood flowing everywhere. I mean, I think, I think that opening scene, I agree. I think that's the best scene in the whole movie. And, but the train definitely rivals it. Those are definitely the two best scenes in the movie. I think, I think the simple um, stabbing in the kidneys on the yeah. train was it's simple but brutal because imagine you're yeah. just on your phone texting or whatever and this fucking guy starts stabbing you 19 times it's like right Eesh. yeah and then other people start stabbing so like people are confused yeah. and that confusion was it was yeah. good yeah and you're in an enclosed space right when you're on yeah. uh subway can't system, you can't go anywhere so it's uh, yeah that's yeah. definitely an effective scene for I, I do like the scene too that was pretty simple but it, it was in the beginning when he was um trying to flee back to his apartment and the lady jumps off the roof Right. Oh like yeah. Squishes yep. on the ground. I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So at the uh, very, very end, we we are to assume she is infected as well, right? Because like she like kind of like cries, but then she kind of goes into a laugh and she starts like drooling. And yeah, it feels like runs. she's starting to get infected. Mm-hmm. Right. She's starting right. Yeah, but it, it does. It they don't really explain it fully because then it just kind of ends right. But I, I assume shot, she. she? Yeah. Well, she. Well, we, it, well, we hear you it. hear it. Yeah. We hear the helicopter okay. and then we hear them shoot. So I'm assuming okay. they shot it's like her. Like Reservoir because... Dogs when Mr. Pink is shot, right. leaving. Right, exactly. Okay, yeah. And then we get a fucking death metal soundtrack. Yeah, I, don't know <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, oh shit! All right. Yeah. <laughs> Very visceral. Yeah. Yeah, I like the uh, putting the grenade grenade in the president's mouth. Oh yeah, yeah that, that was cool. But like, first, why are they having grenades near the president? That doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> Like I yeah, don't think, uh, but also I I and this is gonna sound super fucked up. I thought the explosion would be better <laughs> for the, <laughs> yeah, the, right. the head explosion. It, it felt that is true. Like I've yeah. seen that gag done better in other films, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. with a movie that's this fucking overly bloody, it almost felt empty. Like it, there weren't there wasn't that much blood that came out of that head. It felt more like a deflated like paper mache face. I don't know if yeah. that's just you just like the Dawn of the Dead head explosion, Steve. Yeah, They're like I scanners. Know. Oh, scanners too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was it Maniac? That Maniac. Yeah. yeah. The shotgun the Thompson Mini. Yeah. So like there, Thompson Mini loves his headshots. He does. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's been done so well before that it felt like, uh, and especially after having to wait through that whole fucking boring scene. Gosh, that was terrible. That, yeah. that was the worst scene for me. Was I, I even? I'll even take the doctor stuff at the end over the presidential address because I was like, just mm. have him like Donald the Dead remake did it better. The president's literally walking to the. Uh, the fucking helicopter and the zombies get over the fence you know what i mean right yeah yeah so it's like you didn't even see him die in that one but it's like more effective mm-hmm. 
was like, we are Taiwanese, we are strong, we will get like, dude, shut up, we get it. <laughs> it's a fucking diary. Yeah, absolutely. That's all I, I I found I also saw some mistakes and stuff, like when the guy loses his two fingers and then he tapes his hand, his fingers are clearly back when, when <laughs> you could see him through the tape, you know, like the outline of his uh, his middle fingers yeah. and stuff like that. So th- there's some stuff, but that's that's fine. Like it, you, I tend to overlook shit like that. I want to know what they're what he what they were cooking at the little restaurant at the beginning there. It looked pretty I, good. But my wife and I were trying to have that. Where she thought it was potatoes. I thought it was more like a, maybe a coconut, like a fried coconut. I think it, it was tofu. Like, was, was it? Tofu? I think it was it tofu. Looked, yeah, it looked excellent. I need someone to <laughs> tell us what it is. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. But it's funny we had that exact conversation. <laughs> yeah. When a movie full of stuff like that, our biggest conversation was what they were eating at the uh, restaurant at the beginning. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, this isn't like a great discussion movie because it's yeah, it's glorious mostly, fuck. Yeah. But the story, there's you know, it's, it's not, not a dog story. that character. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but um, are we ready to rate it? Ready? Yeah. Also, what was he eating that he pulled out of the fridge? That looked interesting too. And he like he's pouring <laughs> oh, sauce little... on it. <laughs> yeah, it was like a some sort of like hot pocket thing, thing yeah. or something. I don't know what it was, but he was putting hot sauce on it, so it, it wasn't like a normal pastry. I'm going to Taiwan and just bringing this up in my phone. Like, hey, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, and i do want to because i we didn't have questions this week just to mention it uh, on our discord there was a huge thread about uh, people discussing this film uh, that really went in depth so you know join our discord and you can have discussions every week on movies like that it was like really interesting to read i, I actually blocked that we, we have like a spoiler room spoiler where we section. do discussions like that and I like hit it while I was before I saw the movie. And once I saw it, I went in and I'm like, holy shit. What's the general like, consensus? Liked or not or not? I think most people liked it, you know, not loved it necessarily, but liked it. I for one loved it. I thought it was like super gory and it was like refreshing. Maybe not be the right term, but it was I guess I'll use it refreshing because it was like ultra violent and we haven't really seen something like this in a long time so uh, my rating on letterbox is a four and a half out of five but its translation is probably an eight and a half out of out of ten for me yeah we didn't even really touch on like some of the political stuff this movie kind of gets it gets into too um which i think is an inch you know not deep but you know it's interesting as well but yeah i mean i i enjoy it too and i i would say it's refreshing in some ways like if you're a gore hound it's refreshing like because you don't see gore like this in today's uh horror movie so it was definitely a, a refreshing to see that uh and i enjoyed it. it it definitely has its faults and stuff like that but the gore alone i think elevates this movie um to you know to some a higher score for me uh honestly i had it higher uh at some points in the movie but then like the over sexualization stuff like dragged it down a hair for me as well so at points in this movie i was at as high as a nine but uh as it stands uh i'm gonna give it an eight and it's definitely in my top 10 right now uh yeah so i was also kind of up and down on it depending on how i felt but i landed at actually i put it's funny because i put four stars out of five in letterbox but i gave it the same score as that uh, todd uh, 8.5 because it's in the middle i just didn't feel it deserve a 4. Uh, 4.5 star uh yeah you know it's a good movie i really enjoy i really enjoyed watching it i'm actually looking forward to watching it like i'd watch it again right now just to kind of look at it from a different angle you know where i've seen the stuff so i can kind of nitpick stuff more like that so i'll definitely watch it again by the end of the year because i do think it has a good chance of making my top 10 right now it's number one which is 
I don't know what it says about the year or <laughs> whatever, but um, yeah, I liked it a lot. So 8.5. Yeah, my, my top 10 is, um, I mean, I'm happy with the, the two that are my number one and two right now. They Will they finish that? Maybe not, but I got a fresh and this movie is my one and two, but it hasn't been a great year so far. So yeah, I got this and X as my top two right now. Oh, well, I haven't seen X yet. Yeah. So I'm, I, mean, I know I'm going to like that one. I got I got X in a movie no one else has really seen probably so. What is it? Um, I already forget the name of it. But... <laughs> no, I gotta go. Hold on, I'll X right now. massacre. No, it was man, it was really good. I I don't know. I think you were on the show. I don't know if you were on the show. We talked. I talked about it on. Exorcism but... of God. Steve, oh hell no. Three. <laughs> it is it is my number three. <laughs> uh, is it the one? Uh, not it's I, uh, my you, mother. You won't. Uh, no, you won't be alone. Oh, where's that at? Uh, VOD. Yeah, you gotta pay. You gotta you gotta pay I don't to like play. Paying for stuff. <laughs> it'll, it'll be uh, streaming at some point. I'm sure. uh, tickles the clown yeah. is still in my letterbox fucking thing. I gotta change that. Mm-hmm. What was it called again? Yeah, you won't be alone. Won't be alone. Uh, I'll put it on my watch list so I get notified when it goes on. Very art house. Oh, that's all. <laughs> I still need to see a- that fucking a twenty four ish. That goat one. Lamb. I need to see lamb. Yeah, me too. Man, I, I, lamb I, I haven't is... seen it streaming anywhere. No. Mm. Yeah. Chef's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joe, you gotta check out Shepherd. I think is one. Right yeah, there. I gotta watch. Yeah, I definitely. Uh, I'll definitely get on that one. There's so many movies like I I gotta watch that I haven't yet for this year. Shepherd. I'll add that one too. Nothing mainstream. Well, I was excited to watch Firestarter, but from what I'm hearing, right? It's, oof. Ooh, Man, it, that movie's getting that movie's getting torn apart. It's it's, it's not that Shepherd. Uh, oh, yeah, no, it's 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 a new one. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know if you'll like it, Todd. I think it's more of a Joe movie than it's you. Goats, goat yeah, it's, it's got goats. It's an island. It's a slow burn. It's it's got a lighthouse. It's a... Dude, oh. I was reading. Well, I don't know why I'm going on this tangent, but I don't even know if it's a goat. But I was reading about someone in like the 1600s or something that was put to death because one of his livestock animal had a deformed baby and they thought he fucked the animal so they killed him i'm like damn that's fucked up like it was, it was like the 1600s or something crazy like that but yeah don't have a deformed livestock in the 1600s yeah. are we halfway through the year now no yeah we're almost halfway through almost. the year almost almost what we got coming up we got halloween of course black I, phone gonna I, suck. I, black phone might be cool nope men nope man uh, evil dead Evil Dead. Oh, yeah, Evil Dead Rise. Rise. Yep. Yeah, the game's a... out. Have you played the game, Steve? No, I'm going to wait till it's on sale. Yeah, um, me too. But I'm hearing it's difficult, but there's a single player mode. So hmm. okay. I might... I'm intrigued. If it's if it goes cheaper, I'll probably pick it up. Yeah. I would have anyway, even if it's a game I don't like. I just like to get Fuck those around. games. Well, yeah. Let's see, nope. Yeah, Sam's Lot is one Sam's on the list. Oh, oh, yeah. I didn't love. Well, none of us. I don't think love yeah. the uh, the original. So, who's who's uh, who's starting in that one? Um, who is it? I'm is it a TV that. show too, or is it a? No, no, it's a movie. Yeah, it's a, it's a movie. Yeah. Salem's Lot, cool. I, I keep hearing good things about the Cursed Werewolf movie that came out earlier this year. Yeah, yeah like check Werewolf that movie. out. Mm-hmm. The movies I'm most excited for are The Northman, obviously not horror still. And then... Um, the Northman was awesome. Yeah, I need to watch. I almost bought it on... It's on not horror, but it's really it good. It still looks great. I mean, Robert Eggers, yeah. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. 
My yeah. second favorite Edgar's. I like it better. Yeah, I, I liked it better than the Lighthouse, but they're all great. I mean, he's three for three in my book. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah. yeah it's William Sadler that's playing. Uh... Oh, interesting. So he's gay. I like him. He's, he's playing the, yeah. the vampire. vampire. All right, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, kind of shitty year so far. Yeah, not as bad yeah. as last year, I gotta say. No, yeah, I think it's better than last year so far. We'll see. So far, yeah. Because yeah. as far as like mainstream, like X was really. I solid. know that's the one I'm excited for. There you go. I need to. What's it. up with Movie Club, Steve? Oh, Movie Club. Uh, so the, yeah, the the next movie is um, Night of the Creeps. We're doing Ooh. it at uh, the end of the month on the Friday. So we're gonna meet, uh, talk about Night of the Creeps, and have a good time. You know, it's always a good time. It's a great discussions and everything. So looking Friday forward to twenty seventh. Uh, whatever that Friday is, yeah. Oh, I'll be traveling that week too. <laughs> one, one, to one, of them. one day you'll make it. <laughs> Essentially, <yeah>. right. <laughs> Alrighty. All right. Oh, and one last, uh, one last thing. I, uh, I had someone message me because they're having a problem finding our T public. Um, so the best way to find it, honestly, is just Google the Har Squad podcast T public, and we'll pop right up. Because apparently someone they searched it on T Public and they had a tough time finding it. So just do it that way, I guess. Or you could always, you know, DM us over on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and we can link you that way as well. Um, but maybe we'll open up a channel on our Discord, which is a link. So if you just join our Discord, you can, yeah, you can I just, you I just know, click on the exactly link through there. Said. Yeah. The Horse Squad podcast, T Public, is the first thing that pops up. Right. So that, that's definitely the best way to do it. And yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you do want to support the podcast, that's uh, the best way uh, to do it for now. So yeah. And uh, we probably will have a, maybe a new logo coming out maybe sometime soon. I don't know. We haven't really talked about it, but it's been a little bit. So maybe we'll come out with a new design for you guys soon. And uh, I guess that's it. Once again, follow us on Facebook, Instagram. And am I forgetting anything else? I don't think so. All right. Bye. Bye.